The opinions expressed in the Brothers on Law Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice. Thanks for tuning in to Brothers on Law on Go Country 105. I'm Larry Mandel. And I'm Rob Mandel. And we've been trial attorneys here in Los Angeles for over 40 years. On our show, we will discuss current events, talk about legal issues, and have some very entertaining guests stop by. So stay tuned every week for Brothers on Law right here on Go Country 105. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a special edition of Brothers on Law via Zoom. I'm Rob Mandel. And I'm Larry Mandel. And we're so glad that you guys could join us this Saturday morning. And a big shout out to Debbie, the mortgage mom. Thank you, Debbie. And uh, always love to listen to your show before we go on. Um, yeah, she's great. Yeah. Hey, you know what else I was thinking about today, Larry, was oh, um, one, of, one of the good things, if you could call it that, that's come out of the coronavirus situation is people getting, finding time, having more time, you know, to spend with their families and all that kind of thing. And and also getting outdoors, you know, Mm -hmm. finding out that, you know, because you you can't really socialize necessarily safely indoors uh, in all settings. And it's a lot safer outdoors to see other people and hang out and people getting on those bicycles and, you know, throwing the Frisbee, whatever it is. And hiking, uh, hiking. Oh my God. Recreational stuff. All the recreational stuff. Exactly. And it's just, I, I, I love that. And it brings to mind to me as well, that we've had many situations come our way where people get hurt in a recreational or sports setting And um, those are some of the most tough cases that we ever encounter. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. And we're going to talk maybe about the concept of uh, assumption of risk, too. Well, I mean, that's 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 in there. Yeah, it's in there. You know, I mean, because the first thing is sports, many sports, most sports entail risk of injury. They just do. Even uh, basketball, which is allegedly a non-contact sport, people get elbowed and thrown to the ground and all kinds of things. And um, so if you sign up for a sport, you know, and you get hurt, I mean, how can you complain, right, for the most part? Well, (laughs) yeah, but that's what we're going to talk about, how well, let's talk. You are entitled to a recovery. But before we do that, we've got a caller and oh, our producer, oh. Cam. Is oh, I'm, I'm, to... I'm oblivious. I'm sort of yammering away and, no, and she's trying to right, tell right. us we got someone on the phone. That's right. All right. Who do we got? Producer Cam. Yep. We have Sandra on the line. Go ahead, Sandra. Here are the brothers on law. Hi there. Thank you for taking my call. Hi, um, Sandra. I was out of town uh, beginning of 2020, I was visiting family up in Idaho and I signed like, I went to a gym for one of those like three free days. And I had a, an instructor, kind of a young girl who had us doing all these kind of crazy exercises and okay. I ended up falling, getting injured and tearing my meniscus. Uh oh. I'm now been like dealing with you know, a pretty hard recovery and a lot of expenses and medical bills. Mm. 
the gym has since closed first oh. COVID and then just permanently. Um, and I'm just wondering if I have any legal recourse for all the medical expenses that I've had to incur. Hmm. Well, first well, okay. of all, Rob, let me just mention one thing for our audience. Um, Sandra mentioned a meniscus, which is a knee injury, just so for, for everybody's knowledge. If you don't know what a meniscus is, all it's right. a knee injury. Cartilage in the knee. Right. Okay, so Sandra, here's one of the things we got to think about is, now this happened in Idaho? Yes. All right. So I'm so, out of the network? Yeah. So... Oh, really? Oh, so your own personal insurance won't even cover the whole uh, medical bill situation for you? They covered the emergency room, but then I had, I also had to be transported by ambulance and I had to see an orthopedic specialist because yeah. the injury was pretty severe. Yeah. And then they wanted to do surgery. I ended up, you know, trying to hold off on that so that oh. I could come back here and get get some physical therapy, but all my copays, everything that I've had to like incur and the orthopedic specialist and, and the uh, ambulance, none of that was covered because I wasn't in network. Mm. Oh, you poor That's thing. Tough. But you know, see it's because it is uh, an incident that happened in Idaho, the Idaho law would prevail and your best bet will ultimately be with an Idaho attorney if you want to pursue it. Well, Idaho, any attorneys in Idaho? Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, I, I was trying to make a joke, but it didn't come out right. Oh, okay. Hey, uh, I missed it. Uh, Sandra, here's the thing. Um, Larry is absolutely correct that Idaho law applies, but let's just assume for a moment it's similar to California law, just to okay. kind of give you a, like a little, little or a little guidance. But yeah, you, you know, if you really want to pursue this, you're going to have to get a hold of a, a lawyer out there, and we probably know. Mm -hmm. a lawyer or two in Idaho that we could steer you to if you want to call us back, you know, later, we can talk to you about that. Okay. Great. But, but my understanding from what you're saying is you went to this gym, they got you a trainer or you, you had a trainer of your own meet you there. Well, it was like a, one of those like three free days to check out the gym and there were, they offered classes and it wasn't, it was the, woman who was doing a class it wasn't necessarily like a one-on-one -on -one. oh okay and the exercises she like it was like a class but she was younger i'm older okay <laughs> okay kind of you know kind of like it seemed a little much i tried to maybe voice that to her but she was like oh come on everybody you'll be fine blah 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 you know uh, how they get all hyped up yeah that was it. <laughs> well, we've had cases like this and we've had mixed bag of success with them because the laws are pretty uh, uh, tough on uh, people, you know, participating in sports. Like we were saying earlier, you know, there's there's risk involved and you naturally assume that risk. And then even sometimes uh, actually more times than not, the gym or the facility will have you sign a waiver to, you know, if you signed one of those. I think it was like an electronic one. I had no like physical documentation. Right. You know, everything was done on like the iPad. Yeah. Yeah. And those are, those are valid though. I don't even have access to anything like that. Yeah. Cause they're closed. Yeah. That's a tough one. They, they still might have it in their database or they, they don't. And it's important to see exactly what the language is because yeah, the language will be controlling and sometimes the language is vague 
or and it may not apply because it is vague. So that's a really important to get that document, you know, and that would be through an attorney out there. But basically the rule, at least here in California, is this, that you, you in a sports setting, they had to have unreasonably increased the risk of injury that's normally associated with the sport. So having people push themselves a little bit in a class may not reach that level. Okay. I'm not saying it doesn't, but, um, you know, it's something to, uh, again, discuss more in depth with an Idaho lawyer, but also you have the issue that the gym is gone. They may have had insurance in place at the time that you could ultimately find, but there's going to be quite a bit of digging involved. It's going to get, a little bit complicated for you, unfortunately, but that, so, you know, the, the, the general rule is participants in the sport, they assume the risk of injury normally associated with the sport. And that can be pretty bad, you know, so whoever is, you know, the person that, um, or the company that you believe might be at fault, they had to unreasonably, they had to have unreasonably increased that risk. And just, just to give you an example, this is the classic example that we give people. Basketball game, someone elbows you in the face. Well, that's kind of goes in hand in hand with the, the game, even though the person, you know, was getting too aggressive uh, or arguably getting too aggressive. That just happens in basketball. Whereas if the basketball, uh, what do they call the thing? The, hook, the, pole, the backboard? Yeah, the backboard or the pole fell down and hit you on the top of your head. Well, you don't expect that to happen. That's not supposed to happen during a basketball game. So maybe they'd be liable for that. Hey, I was going in a little bit different direction. I was thinking um, how much training this person had that was instructing Sandra. So maybe she didn't have proper training in how to teach these particular exercises. So that, that might be another avenue too. But again, you know, it goes to that whole threshold of whether or not they're, they're doing something unreasonable that, that is just, uh, you know, outside the norm of the sport, increasing the risk. And again, that's California. Idaho may be more liberal, believe it or not, because even though California is considered a very liberal state, when it comes to our personal injury laws, our tort laws, we have some very notoriously uh, tough draconian laws that that can be uh, very hard on people trying to make a claim and that in this area is one of them so you never know idaho may be more uh you know uh, user friendly so to speak okay but anyway call us later we'll try and steer you to someone in in idaho who can get a little more uh, deeper into that with you and yeah. then the other thing to do is to make sure you know exactly the name of this gym uh where it was see if you can see if you can find their old website that might have a copy of that electronic waiver you signed things like that you could do for yourself in the meantime yeah that's that's good rob um it's worth pursuing though you definitely want to look into it, especially because of how serious your injuries are right okay well that's a good that's a good first step so i i really appreciate you guys taking my call on the fan thank you you got it. And thanks for yeah. listening. We appreciate that. Absolutely. Take, Take care, care, Sandra. All right, Sandra. Bye-bye.
We're Larry and Rob Mandel, the brothers-in-law, here on Go Country 105. Do you have a legal issue you need help with? We want to hear from you. Find us on Instagram and send us a message. Then tune in on Saturdays at 8 a.m. right here on Go Country 105. Hey, it's producer Cam from the Brothers on Law Show. As 2020 comes to a close and we all couldn't be happier about that, we want to wish everyone health and happiness for the new year. Remember to be kind and stay safe. From all of us, from the Brothers on Law to you, thank you and let the scales of justice tip in your favor. Now, um, we've addressed that very issue uh, with gyms. And we have a person in our firm who's an expert uh, on that very topic. And her name is, she's our partner. Her name is Mara Burnett. And she's been up to the Court of Appeal on that topic and won and made law uh, for uh, people who were um, in a gym, a gym setting and got hurt. All right. Well, while we're waiting for Mara to join us. Let's talk about some other settings where a sports injury can be actionable. Now, I want to um, talk about a couple scenarios that I have recently encountered. And the most notable one is a case I'm, I'm, you know, heartbroken over what happened to this person. And uh, a lovely, lovely woman who is um a uh, a mom uh, uh basically a single mom a uh, dynamic person you know loving life doing things for her kids every day doing things with her kids every day three kids and Heartbreak. she yeah Story. and so what what happened here was that she went on a ski trip with her kids and they were skiing around and they um, two of the kids went off one direction and she and her other uh, kid went another direction. I don't and like they, where any of this is going, by the yeah, way. Yeah, Very yeah, scary. Yeah. And so she, they skied into an area where trails converge, trails merge. Uh. And um, the, uh, another skier came down a uh, and they were basically just sitting there they were they were barely the, the, the kid had stopped she was coming to a stop maybe going you know walking speed toward her kid inches away from him or you know a few feet away from him and another uh, skier they weren't, they weren't sitting there though Rob, just to be clear standing standing there yeah. okay they were standing there but they were sitting ducks how's that right and uh this other skier came roaring down a, a black diamond run and for all intents and purposes, it looked to them like he tried to thread the needle between them Oof. and uh, ended up hitting her uh, full force mm. and uh, breaking her neck and causing her a catastrophic injury that I don't really want to get into too much. It's just too fresh and it's too hard, too gut wrenching. But here's what happened. Now, uh, on, when you buy a ski lift ticket, it says right on there, you know, we're not liable. And, you know, skiing's a dangerous sport. You assume the risk. And it is well known to everyone who's ever been on a pair of skis, you know, everyone who wants to try and get on a pair of skis or a snowboard, it's, it is risky. You're flying down uh, snow and, and fat, that can go very fast, ice. 
and you're going at uh, high speeds and there are other people doing the same thing and skier on skier collisions or even collisions with objects uh, or equipment or trees and things like that are are quite common this sounds terrible you do yeah. not make a good claim for skiing right now well <laughs> it's fun okay no that but, does none but, of that sounds there fun is a, but look, there look. is that built-in risk let's face it <laughs> didn't sunny bono about. die skiing didn't he yeah, have an he accident did. he hit a tree he didn't have a yeah. helmet right yeah, <sighs> yeah this he is, did uh, this is another reason why i stay home Another uh, uh, famous person, who, and I can't remember the actress's name, but she was married to Liam Neeson, right. and she had Natasha. A, uh, okay, yeah, but she I'll hit her head, head. Yeah, and she had had a helmet on, and she she declined to get an MRI. I think, as I recall, she didn't want to mess with it. She she felt like she was fine, but un, unbeknownst to her, she had a brain bleed, and ended up passing away. Now, so you can get hurt skiing. There's no two ways about it, but you can also have an immense amount of fun. And if everyone is reasonably careful and everyone is basically following the rules, you really shouldn't get hurt. Now, you can fall and twist your ankle and break your leg. It's true. You know, all that happens. But serious injury where, where you're flying into things or flying into other people really shouldn't happen. Now, um, so what happened with the mom who was liable? Well, okay. So we had a choice. You know, we could go try and go after the uh, resort for not really merging these trails properly. But I mean, that kind of is all that's nature. You know, I mean, they they had these uh, uh, runs coming together and, you know, they could have properly they could have marked it a little bit better or give people a bit better heads up. But there's case law after case law that kind of says, yeah. You know, still no liability. They, mm -hmm. the, the grand majority of cases protect the ski resorts from those kinds of claims. Mm -hmm. And then you had a, a skier uh, uh, coming down that black diamond, you know, not really uh, paying attention. Yeah, Let's not really that. not doing it in the, in the safest manner. But, you know, there's case law that says, eh, you know, skier on skier collisions are going to happen. But we did find a couple of cases that said, look, if the skiers really uh, uh, coming at people who aren't even really moving or barely moving, and he, and if he's paying attention or he or she's paying attention, should be able to avoid them. That could be liability, and that could be a problem. And so the bottom line is, we got the uh, this person that we were representing seven figure result, um, multiple, but. You know, it's still so gut wrenching. At first, there was going to be a zero recovery. I mean, they basically. Well, that's yeah. It was guys, what I was going to say, yeah, that she had been misinformed by others that she had no chance. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, just because it's a tough case, just because it it has an element of assumption of risk involved, um, if there's a serious injury in the mix, it really behooves somebody to get. Um, multiple opinions and to talk to people who have been down this road like we have. Have you been hurt in a car crash or injured in a motorcycle or bicycle collision? Call the brothers. I'm Rob and Larry and I are the brothers on law. Let us handle your case and get you the justice you deserve. So call the brothers for a free consultation at 800-310-7113. 
That's 800-310-7113. And remember, let the scales of justice tip in your favor. I'm pleased to say that now Mara has joined us. Yes. Hi, Mara. Welcome to Brothers on Law. Hello, Mara. And Mara, so we were we were talking about the gym injuries because our caller, what happened to her? Now this was in Idaho, and we very specifically uh, specifically told her that Idaho law would apply, but that if it's similar to California law, here's what she might be able to expect, right? And she she was injured when a a gym instructor pushed her beyond her limit and kept pushing her and pushing her and pushing her until she tears cartilage in her knee, has a meniscal tear. And we were talking about these um, releases that a gym often makes you sign before you can go participate. And we mentioned you specifically, Mara. We mentioned you and your case that you took yes. all the way up to the uh, Court, Court of, of Appeal. Appeal and made law. And can you just tell us about that a little bit and tell us about the, you know, the underlying uh, scenario that you were dealing with? Okay, well, the client uh, was using a treadmill in the gym and it happened to have some gum on it, as they frequently do. And the gum caught her workout shoe and dragged her backwards and, and so wrenched her shoulder that she was injured. And so she brought a claim against the gym, which of course I cannot name, but the gym held that, or they tried to say that she had signed a release, releasing them from any kind of negligence at all. And of course, Rob and Larry both know we took that uh, to court and the court agreed with the gym. And so we decided that's not good enough because the release language was so ambiguous that we decided to take it up to the court of appeal. And I just want to add that when you say the court, the uh, the trial court agreed, that wasn't a trial. That was they just basically threw the case out, right? Just based on the the oh, here's the release. Oh, here's what you say happened. Ah, you're out. Right? Sure, sure. There, there's a mechanism called summary judgment that's. In a, it, it's not a terribly complicated concept. Right. It's just that you, you have no case. And right. that's what the court agreed. But then we took it up to the Court of Appeal. And the Court of Appeal said, you know what? This release is so ambiguous that we don't know whether they're off the hook. So we're going to let a jury decide. And they sent it back down. And of course, we ended up resolving the case at that point favorably for the client. Right. But Mara, I have a question. I think that if they had just gotten hurt by their own fault, you know, tripped or something, but this was gum that wasn't properly maintained on a machine. And that's where I see that I would think there would be fault because this was not proper maintenance of the facility. So that really is negligence on their part, not just an uh, act of physical activity that went awry. Absolutely. But these releases, if, if you look at your gym release, the, the agreement you signed, they typically do include the gym's negligence. But this right. one was just a little bit too vague. Right. Yeah. I just and want to caller, clarify that point. Yeah. That that when you say the release includes the gym's negligence, the courts in California, they've upheld that kind of thing. They've said, hey, if the release that you sign says even if you're injured by by the negligence of the gym, you release the gym. If the release says that, 
they're going to give that a force and effect in the courts and you are out. Right. Right. But there are exceptions like we had in our case. And that's why when our caller, Sandra, was asking about um, her you know, chances of recovery, I think you asked her, Rob, if she signed a release and she said she did, but it was, you know, just a computer generated thing or an iPad. And so she doesn't and the gym closed down. She doesn't even know what she signed. But we told her, yeah, you've got to see if you can find that or even, even an exemplar on their website of what you signed, because that makes all the difference. I think the takeaway is that people should ask for a copy of what they've mm -hmm. signed, even if it's electronically. I'd ask, can you email me this? So I have some type of record so that, you know, God forbid something happens, you know what your rights are. Boy, it's a great point. I, I do have one more takeaway that I'd like to add, and, and Rob knows this. Even if you have signed a waiver and a release, let somebody look at it yeah. because there's ways around them. And obviously the Mandel brothers have found those ways, but uh, and you, you and Mara, yes. you have too. Yes. So, you know, this really is a point for good legal counsel. Well, right. most cases that go up to the court of appeal lose. Okay. I think that the, I think the statistics are something like 80%. Wow. Go down the tubes. Nope. They just are out. So Mara pulled off a really good coup, not just for our firm and our client on that, but for everyone in the state of California who has signed a release like that one and has had some kind of injury in a sports setting or a gym. Mara, did you tell us that an attorney was citing your case to you know, support his or her position? Oh, yeah. It's cited quite frequently, to tell you the truth. So, yeah, yeah, I just saw it, uh, I think about a month ago. What's really fun is when I get to cite my own case. Nice. <laughs> that, yeah. That's the fun yeah. part. It's I because like you're amazing and fantastic, Mara. And you've had a she lot is. of, you know, cases where you put in new laws and you really changed the laws in some very big cases. So you're, you're amazing. And you're part of the Mandel trial lawyers and you're, you know, brothers on law. And it's, it's, uh, it works. Amazing to have you part of the team. Yep. Thank you guys. Yes, it is. No doubt. We're Larry and Rob Mandel, the brothers-in-law, here on Go Country 105. Do you have a legal issue you need help with? We want to hear from you. Find us on Instagram and send us a message. Then tune in on Saturdays at 8 a.m. right here on Go Country 105. Hey, it's producer Cam from the Brothers on Law Show. As 2020 comes to a close and we all couldn't be happier about that, we want to wish everyone health and happiness for the new year. Remember to be kind and stay safe. From all of us, from the Brothers on Law to you, Thank you, and let the scales of justice tip in your favor. The other takeaway, too, is that where there's a serious injury involved, especially, and someone is telling you, oh, you don't have a case because you assume the risk. Oh, you don't have a case because those cases don't ever go anywhere, and so on and so forth. Don't ever accept that. Come and show it to us. We'll take a deeper look. We don't just let things go. And I, I shudder when I think about the gal who was injured skiing and had those catastrophic harms and was told don't pursue it. And she was gonna not she was gonna follow that advice. Twice she did. 
They were told her that twice. I think it was two times. And it's yeah. not the first time that I've had someone come to me when the, some other, you know, I don't know if necessarily lawyers, but other lay people and sometimes lawyers have told the party, you know, just don't even bother or I don't take those cases and I don't know who else takes those cases and they give up and they were ready to give up. And they came to me as a last resort. And I said, Whoa, Whoa, are you kidding me? Yeah. No, no, you got a case. And we filed the lawsuit just before the deadline, the two year oh, statute. Know, I know. Yeah. So she could have been precluded if you I hadn't know. moved on it, Rob. I know. What were you going to say, Mara? Nothing. Just Oh, Nothing. You're on the radio. It's you time to say radio, something. Girl. Come you guys on. said it all. You guys yeah. said it all. All right. Yeah, all I right. think we have to wrap it up, guys. Oh, we do? Yeah. Oh, I was tight. having so much fun. Yeah, I know. Me too. All right. Well, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell y'all. Yep. If you've missed any part of this show, or if you want to hear any of our previous shows, you can go to YouTube. You can check us out on brothersonlaw.com, even iTunes. And remember, folks, if you have a legal question of any kind or you just want to talk to us about, hey, here's an interesting topic you should cover, call us. And the number to call is 800-310-7113. That's 800-310-7113. Right. And stay tuned for the uh, Custody Queens that follows our show. And a big thank you to all our listeners. And stay safe out there, please. And we look forward to being here next week on Saturday at 8 a.m. right here on Go Country 105. And remember, Cam, let the scales of justice tip in your favor. The opinions expressed in the Brothers on Law Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice.